0: Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. It's been a while since I've been on the air, folks, but I'm back. And to all the dozens and dozens of the KPS faithful out there, I certainly do appreciate it. I appreciate you listening to the show every time it comes on the air. Today, we're going to be talking about the Mueller Report and Bill Barr we also have some weird tennessee news and there'll be an update from the unknown redneck of course and i want to say right now it's time to pull up your non-binary gender neutral panties and buckle up buttercup because doggone it you're good enough you're strong enough and it's not the government's job to take care of you. it's time for kevin's podcast show spectacular KPS Arena, the World News Boxing Association is proud to present heavyweight action. Let's get ready to rumble. Nearly three years in the making with a cast of thousands. America was amused? Uh, No, Uh, entertained? Uh, Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, If you were thrilled with the Mueller Report, now it's time for Beating a Dead Horse, the Mueller Report, part two. Starring Donald Trump as the POTUS, Robert Mueller as the investigator, Bill Barr as the attorney general, Sean Hannity as the conservative shield, Rachel Maddow as the libertard, and a bunch of Russians. Watch it for the action. Watch it for the drama. Let's beat this dead horse together. You, in effect
1: exonerated or cleared the press off i didn't
0: exonerate worldwide see it now all right ladies and gentlemen today i have a guest in the studio well he's actually not in the studio but i have him on the phone it's my old buddy the bill what's up billy
2: hello everybody
0: he's kind of a redneck like me uh, but he has different opinions, and that's what we're all about on Kevin's podcast show. Of course, the main opinion is my opinion, because, damn it, it's my fucking show. So that's the way that goes. Alright, like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, the Mueller Report Part 2, Beating a Dead Horse. So that's why uh, they just can't get enough of it. Evidently, what happened is, is we had the Mueller Report that came out and said there was no Russian collusion It's a collusion. There was no collusion with the president and the Ruskies. Although the Russians did interfere with our election. And I've said it before on this this pod before, and Billy probably don't know this, but I've said this before. If you think that the Russians are not fucking around in our elections, you're an idiot. And if you think we're not fucking around in their elections, you're also an idiot. Because that's what governments do so, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all that the Russians were trying to influence the election. And I really don't think they were trying to influence it like to get Donald Trump necessarily elected. I think they were just trying to fuck with people. What do you think, Bill?
2: They were feeding the flames that, that, that the U.S. citizens seemed to start on their own. Because pretty much if you, want a, if you want a fictional story, just put an American in a room by itself for 10 minutes and just give him a topic. And they'll they'll they're gonna trail off like your drunkle would about <laughs> his years back in Vietnam or
0: right something like that. That's but, uh, that's true. And and social media, you know, Zuckerberg and uh, and uh, uh, the guy from Twitter. I can't remember his name now, right off the top of my Dorsey, head. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Dorsey. Um, for some reason, or other, I always think of a boxer whenever I hear Jack Dorsey, but I guess I'm thinking Jack Dempsey. But anyway, they say that they have algorithms that try to generate clicks, which is, you know, that's ad based. That's how they make their money. And I understand that. But the problem with those those uh, algorithms is, is that they feed on what makes people angry. They don't necessarily look for that. But that's what generates the clicks, because when you get pissed off, you get active.
2: Well, allow me to interject here, being someone with a, a very serious, uh, extensive computer science Absolutely. background. Absolutely, go ahead. These algorithms, of course, are like any other program. It's just it's just math. It's mm-hmm. all it is. Okay. Now, with clicks, it's just like how bits work in a machine. It, it has one of two states, either on or off. Right. So with these algorithms that Facebook were using, you know, a, pop, a click, of course, generates revenue because that's a positive or that's an action that, that is in agreement, like a saying yes. Right. So at that point, then then you're then you're open to whatever falls afterward. And same, it's the same algorithm that YouTube was using there, and the same kind of algorithms that, uh, believe it or not, McDonald's is going to be using now uh, for their automated menus kiosks in their
0: restaurants. So, so w- what you're saying is is that like, like when I'm watching YouTube and after that it says up next or has those suggestions in the corners or whatever, that's an algorithm that is based on my watching habits. Is even what, if you don't agree with what you're watching, the
2: fact that you clicked on it is going to affect that algorithm's outcome.
0: Right. That's why I get stuff that's anti-Trump and Trump <laughs> whenever I'm watching YouTube because I'll get stuff that'll say you know, an ad that'll run, and it'll say, uh, and vote to, you know, sign the petition to impeach Trump now, and then sometimes I'll get them, and it'll be Trump on there going, hey, I want to know who my supporters are, which tells me that I listen to all kinds of different crap on on YouTube. That's well, because you have an
2: open mind. You, you don't want to be judgmental and just hear one one point of view. You want to get the whole story. Yeah
0: I, yeah, I wasn't patting myself on the back so much as I was just saying that you know, if you tend to be a Trumper, if you're a Trumper and you go down through there and you listen to all this pro-NRA, pro-gun, pro wall, pro-Trump, pro-whatever for Trump, then that's what you're going to get in your algorithm. Is that right? Am I saying that right?
2: Yeah, very similar. Of course, now, the, the longer that algorithm goes on, the more data that you fill that algorithm with, right. the more finite uh, of, a, of an output it will give you.
0: Right. So, i.e., let's just talk ancient
2: aliens for a second because everybody loves that that crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you click on it just because it's beautiful clickbait. It's like a secret's found in the pyramids. Ooh. And then you see the Dracula guy there with his head and his hands going, aliens, and you're like, well, let me see what kind of crazy shit they're saying today. Right. So you click them, So now you're down, you just open that rabbit hole, and we've all been down that click hole where you just, like a, Wikipedia, you click on this link, oh, there's other hyperlinks, and it just, it, all of a sudden, you go from the Declaration of Independence over to the uh, invention of, of donut. You get there <laughs> through, that, through that multi-channeled way that right. just, well, those algorithms work, because, then, and those algorithms, of course, in my opinion, are influenced by the programmers
0: yeah i thought anytime that humans doing the input i think there there's going to be an influence there and it's going to be their bias whatever it happens to be whether it's conscious or unconscious is not the point the point is is because we're humans Mm -hmm. we we do that you know we're human beings so we're gonna we're gonna try to influence as much as we can that said i think that uh the russians realized that way back and uh, they started using social media probably more effectually than the United States did way before.
2: Let me say this about about Russia's ability and what they did versus North Korea's ability and what they did. Now, Russia had its fingers in social media, Mm -hmm. and they influenced and duped the average american because we're just that dumb we are we just believe anything we read you know
0: amen i believe that
2: but north korea through uh chinese and middle eastern connections was able to circumvent security and stole that movie the one they were there making fun of kim jong-un you know
0: the interview i think's what's yeah
2: yeah and then, then those threats came down from on high and basically they affected the biggest giant In North America, in my opinion,
0: the movie industry. Well, that's true, and and it scared the shit out of the stars, too. I remember uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco were the two two main guys in there. And they, uh, they, I can remember them doing um, interviews with this, and they were saying, you know, hey, we were going to go worldwide. I don't even think they released it in theaters. I believe they just put it out on video. They did. They did. Because they were afraid that they were going to get killed. And rightly so. I mean, if the man's going to kill his own family, I think I think Kim Jong-un actually killed his uncle. Uh, that's pretty well documented. So, But anyway, I digress. What, what, I think we got off topic a little bit, but that's okay. That's, I was just that's saying, a, just comparing,
2: comparing two superpowers and what they both did to yeah. the U.S. Uh, people to North America. And yeah, you know, everybody's all hung up on Russia's involvement in the election. Of course. I mean, you can go anywhere with this. Look at what we did with the Stuxnet virus in in
0: Iran. Tell me about that, because I'm not very familiar with that. I've heard of that, but tell me about it.
2: Well, the Stuxnet virus was something that some government-level programmers devised up and was working on, and then the federal government said, well, we're going to use this to see if if it's going to work the way we want it to work. And they tested it out in Iran, and that caused uh, the centrifuges to give misreadings or spin too fast, not spin enough, not work properly, so they never could refine the yellow, refine that putting down to that yellow cake foundation that they needed uh-huh. to really make a nuclear weapon. Wow. The the problem with the Stucknet virus, it was basically a double-headed poisonous snake. Yeah, you send it off, you let it loose on your enemies, but it can cause just so much damage to you too. Mm. So after we let that stuck, after we let that stuckness virus go, we obviously need what to look for. Right. Well, those that Russian espionage group, those fancy bear people, yeah. which were just funded and, and former employees of the GRU, the Russian special forces intelligence, mm-hmm. they just took what we did, refined it, and used it against us in a different manner. They didn't directly influence the election; they indirectly influenced it through the through duping of the average person. Yeah. Now you know I'm just as guilty because I had over two thousand friends on my Facebook, and then when Facebook did the the purge there of some of these Russian uh, agents, I noticed my my friend count went down considerably. Mm-hmm. And I also some of the pages that I was automatically groups I was automatically cut in because if you don't change that selection on your Facebook, you're going to find yourself in groups and shit like that.
0: Right. I
2: was in I was in political groups, and I'm not even political.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So basically, Russia just just used. Ourselves against ourselves. It's like going on vacation, and you want a souvenir, but this guy over here's got some gold jewelry, and it's just the price is too good, and you walk away with it, and you find out a few months after you get home that it's just junk. Yeah. You know, you've been duped.
0: Super smart. Super smart. Hats off to him. And I
2: think a lot of these government officials just didn't want to admit that your average U.S. citizen is an idiot.
0: Yeah, well, we are. We all are. We're all done. Because we're
2: used to being spoon-fed everything. From, yeah. From from our From our birth, proverbial spoon-fed by our parents. Spoon-fed at school with what they want us to learn. Spoon-fed. Spoon-fed fed in college with what we think we want to learn. Right. And then, of course, social media, the news, advertisement, all that. So Russia didn't do anything more to us than we do to ourselves every day with commercialists. It's just Russia was better at it because they have had practice. They saw how effective it was in the Ukraine, uh, because they got a whole third of the country completely turned their, turned their back on their countrymen and went back to, to Mother Russia.
0: That's insanity. Literally, That's yeah, insanity. That's
2: and, of course, this was all by duping the average Ukrainian, which, in all honesty, is very similar to your average, and I hate to say this being from the South, but your average undereducated, hardworking, Southern, Middle Eastern our middle mid- midwestern citizen right. in the U.S. is very similar to a lot of Ukraine. You know, they're hard-working farmers. They survived through World War II, and then the purge with with Russia and everything. And they were duped as well with what Russia did there. Not right. everybody was, but not everybody was duped here either.
0: Well, yeah, and it's not it's not just. Well, I mean, you know, in defense of the South, it's not just the Southern people. I mean, there's dumb people everywhere, but we know that. But, yeah, typically what you're talking about, I think, is the farmers and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing and people out in Midwest and the salt of the earth kind of people. You know. And, you know, most
2: people grew up, just like we did, getting your news from your neighbor.
0: Sure, or
2: and stuff like that. So you trusted where it come from because you trusted your neighbor.
0: Exactly, and the oh. first your first thoughts not well, what's this guy trying to do to me. You think, well, he's trying to help me because that's what you thought everybody did.
2: So when social media dropped, everybody thought. I think people just didn't know is really what it was. So it's not it's not like they weren't educated. It's just they didn't suspect dishonesty. Right, because so many people had access to social media. They just, I guess your average person just thought it would monitor itself.
0: Yeah, well, it didn't. It didn't. No.
2: And it still doesn't, and it never will. Just like Wikipedia, it, everybody thinks that's a public resource of knowledge, but it's not. It's a limited re, uh, resource of knowledge that is strictly monitored.
0: Yeah, I can remember, some, I can remember some, uh, some classes that I took right around the time that Wikipedia was a thing to start with and the professor saying you cannot use Wikipedia as a reference because mm-hmm. anybody can go in and, you know, me and you, either one, could log into Wikipedia, get mm-hmm. into the edit page and edit, you know, and put on Donald Trump's page, It's he's a god among men, and that might stay up for, well, a lot of people watch Donald Trump's page, but, I mean, that might stay up for 10 minutes, you know, and in that 10 minutes' time, how many people look yeah, at 10, it? 10,000. Yeah, because yeah. That Twenty
2: thousand could be swayed in just minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that you can do as an influencer. Those social media influencers that are out there, these people who have hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million, two million followers. Sometimes I get amazed by that whenever I look on. I fire see. Festival. What's that? The fire festival. That's your
2: best. Uh, in my opinion, if you was to use the fire Festival
0: yeah. or the Thanos thing with that, that Elizabeth girl, uh-huh. that's the perfect analogy that I think you're looking for. Okay. These
2: people duped a lot of smart, well-educated, very rich people and into just giving, giving up so much money. Mm-hmm. And no one challenged these kids. No one challenged that guy. No one challenged that girl. What I like to say that I learned both through military and public life, you know, public, working around with the public, Trust, but verify, and no one—no one did that. No one did that.
0: Explain how that uh, worked. How that—how that they got those—that money from those people.
2: Well, in my opinion, the Fire Festival guys—they spit such good game so fast, and they were so eloquent with their verbiage,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they were talking about subject matter that these old rich. Backers never, never verified. They were just like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'm sure these young kids can get all these performers to show up on this island and rake in all this revenue from from all these all these influencers helping them." Right. And of course, even when the writing was on the wall that these these people, the fire people, were full of shit, <laughs> people were still throwing
0: money at still them. throwing money at them. People are dumb. We just in general, people are. Dumb's not the right word. People are ignorant, and you're right. Trust but verify. Trust but verify. All right, let's let's get on over to uh, Fox News and let's see some of their headlines about. And sorry about that, folks. I don't think I just hit a microphone. I didn't mean to do that. How unprofessional of me. Sorry. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the what happened. Is the Mueller report came out? They said that there wasn't any collusion. They said that there was wasn't enough information or evidence to charge Donald Trump with. Um, obstruction of justice there's also the idea that maybe you're not and not able to indict a sitting president maybe maybe not but that's why impeachment exists and even nancy pelosi who is the speaker of the house has said that she did she's not in favor of impeachment so i think what they're trying to do is wait around and see if uh they're going to win the 2020 game but anyway what happened today is is that Mueller. okay after muller put his report out He was the chief investigator. Let's review just for a second. He was the chief investigator. They investigated for two-plus years, basically since the day the president was uh, elected. So that would have been 2016 till you know, 2019, two and a half years. Uh, They investigated all that time. They got indictments on three of his associates, Cohen... Papadopoulos. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him, so I guess it was four of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Although uh, Papadopoulos only spent like a like 11 days in jail or something I have like, something stupid but none of the what i'm getting at is none of the uh the convictions that they had were about collusion they were just so happened that while they were investigating collusion they found other things and what they were trying to do was kind of do that deal you know where they say you know you you plea out to this and we're gonna you cooperate with us and they cooperated and they still couldn't find enough evidence to get him for collusion okay, or even obstruction of justice because Donald Trump, like him or love him, is smart enough to insulate himself from that. It's called plausible deniability. So... Which it,
2: it's not just, I mean, yes, Trump did it. Every other every other president's done it, too. Well, sure. It's just so, this time around, you have a lot more detractors, or, no, not really. You have probably just as many detractors now, as you always did for any sitting president. It's just with social media and the Internet, now you can see... How everybody feels right. versus
0: how right. these
2: those polls, those Gallup
0: polls, and all that shit. is. And they had uh, what they they have what they call Trump derangement syndrome, which is these people who just cannot believe that Donald Trump is president, but he is. But this all came. it's all comes back initially to the Steele dossier. Christopher Steele, I believe is his name, is Christopher Steele. Yeah, he's the the UK. Yeah, the UK. is. Yes. Uh,
2: M.O.D. guy.
0: Basically, he was, a, he was a British spy. He was hired by the Democrats to investigate all this stuff.
2: Because he was working as an independent contractor. So uh-huh. I think that needs to be pointed out in detail. He right. was just one man. One guy. Compiling this report, and he was already biased before he even started, if you ask me, because you can just look at the reports, the uh-huh. way they were written, his past reports, his past work history.
0: This guy already had a, had a jaded point of view to begin with. Absolutely, absolutely, and he found some pretty embarrassing stuff for the president. Not the least of which was the idea that he hired some Russian prostitutes to pee on a bed in supposedly in Russia. Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but so what? Uh, if that's his proclivity, if that's his kink or whatever, how does that affect anything? But it just you, it like you're talking about. It was more to embarrass him than it was anything.
2: Well, I mean. That- not to want to get off topic, but I just want to say one name that should make all of this mean nothing: Bill Clinton.
0: Absolutely, uh, because Bill,
2: this is nothing <laughs> no different than what happened with Bill Clinton. That's true. And his impeachment hearings, and even if you impeach a president, as we and I remember when we used to speak about this Bill Clinton thing that was going on mm-hmm. twenty some years ago, yeah, doesn't mean you don't have a job as a president. It just mean you've been impeached.
0: That's true. That's true, and they usually, so, if the impeachment goes through, it's embarrassing for the president, but it doesn't mean the end he, of his presidency. But
2: yeah, like, what do do? I'm still
0: president. Yeah, you may oh, get. You got me. Yeah, you you got me. You may get censured or whatever. That goes back to what I was talking about a minute ago where I was talking about that there is the thought process that you can't indict a sitting president. But I think we come close to that. And the problem with with indicting a sitting president is they they worry about being constitutional crisis and all that sort of thing. But I think the forefathers were ahead of the game on that deal. They had it. okay. let's talk about Fox News here. It says that... uh, Oh, yeah. Getting back to what this is. I'm going around my elbow to get to my thumb, but i have really interesting, and I really appreciate Billy being on here because he's really smart about stuff like this. He keeps red up on it, and obviously, you can tell he's an intelligent guy. I'm not blowing smoke up his ass. That's, That's true. So, there you go. But I will say that Mueller... After he get put the report in, Bill Barr, who's the Attorney General, the acting Attorney General, sent a four-page letter that was supposed to summarize the Mueller report, which was four hundred something pages. And he said basically there was no collusion, there was no, uh, there was not enough evidence to convict him of of obstruction of justice. And there you go. And then. A couple weeks later, they released the entire Mueller report with some stuff redacted. And honestly, that was probably redacted by the president or the president's counsel, Rudy Giuliani. They did that probably like I was talking about to save the president from being embarrassed about something or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, if they're not going to indict him and it's not part of the indictment, then that's, that's what it should be. But the problem is, is that Mueller, just before Barr was supposed to testify today... In Congress about the Mueller report, Mueller said that he sent in an email to Bill Barr that he misrepresented the report's findings when he sent that four-page letter. Although he did agree that there wasn't any evidence of collusion on the part of the president or there wasn't enough, uh, enough there to indict him on obstruction of justice. So, my question is, why did he do that? I don't know. I don't know if maybe Mueller is—he's a Republican, but, you know, there's a lot of never-Trumpers in the Republican Party. They don't like him, you know, the status quo. So Bill Barr got before Congress today, and they got a little heated about some things. And I played a little clip of that in the pre-show whenever it was coming up, and he was talking uh, about—he said that we didn't have enough evidence. Bill Barr said this. He said, we didn't have enough evidence— we did what we could do, there it is, there's going to be an election in 16 months, and it's the democratic process, the report's out there for people to read it if they want to, and they can make up their own mind, which is true. But, of course, Fox, who is what I call the Trump News Network, old Trumpy out there, they're all Trumpsters over there to Fox, well, not all of them, all of them, but Shepherd like Smith. I like
2: to refer to it as the Fantasy News Network.
0: <laughs> that is true. It is the Fantasy News Network, and uh, some of their headlines they have here is Attorney Attorney General not expected to testify before the House panel as Dems vow to hold hearings. The anyway, Barr accuses the Democrats of using criminal justice process as a political weapon as hearing tensions flare. And I want to play just a little bit of that. Bill, I don't know if you've heard this. So this is an exchange between uh, Attorney General and uh, Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, uh, Democrat. He is the uh, ranking, I think he's the ranking Democrat Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee. So let's hear what they had to say.
1: We're not in the business of proving they didn't violate the bill. I found that you whole You, in him in your press conference and in your four-page summary. Me. How did that start? I didn't hear the beginning of the question. You, in effect exonerated or cleared the president? No, I didn't exonerate. I I said that uh, we did not believe that there was sufficient evidence to establish an obstruction offense, which is the job of the Justice Department. And the job of the Justice Department is now over. That determines whether or not there's a crime. The report is now in the hands of the American people. Everyone can decide for themselves. There's an election in 18 months. That's a very democratic process. But we're out of it. We have to stop using the criminal justice process as a political weapon. My time has expired. I apologize, Mr. Chairman, but I would just say that the four-page letter and the press conference that you did left the clear impression, and it's been repeated
0: again and again, that you cleared the president. Which he did not. He just said that. There wasn't enough evidence.
2: He produced a report, and then it's for you to read and make your judgment. Exactly. So I felt that he tried to be as objective and open as he could be without being political, but it's impossible.
0: It is impossible. impossible.
2: You you can't find one person in the District of Columbia who is neutral. That's true. Everybody's going to lean a certain way. Absolutely. So you're never going to get an unbiased opinion. I don't damn who you talk to.
0: No, you're not. And of course, Fox tends to report about other news agencies, which I find that's really funny. They talk about CNN's Jeffrey Toobin calling Mueller's letter to Attorney Jar scathing and outraged. They talk about MSNBC interrupt the uh, interrupted the airing of Lindsey Graham's speech to criticize him. He's a human shield for Trump. I said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth, I'm a Native American, but not really. Warren, do you know about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then she had a, she foolishly had a DNA test and come to find out, oh, oops, I'm like one one thousandth of a percent. (laughs) I blame I'm more Indian than she is. Uh, But she issued a blistering tweet. Oh my God, is that what our politics have devolved to, to tweets? But I guess it has. She called for Attorney General Bill Barr to resign from the Justice Department. A.G. Barr is a disgrace. His alarming efforts to suppress the Mueller report show that he's not a credible head of federal law enforcement. But he released the report, so I don't understand. It's just like he said. I mean, in his defense, he did say, we've released the report, it's in the public it's in the Zeitgeist now. You can read it. There you go. I think a lot of what it is, it's
2: like they're not happy with what they're hearing. I want your opinion, and then when you give me your opinion, if I don't agree with it, I'm I'm going to go get another opinion.
0: That's true. So, that is true. And, and then
2: you, you got that happening, and then you also have Fox being caught in lies, and then now they're going, to "Oh, but what about that guy over there? What about that guy with that news company? don't just look at me; look at that guy over there." Yeah. I mean, come on now.
0: We all need to act like adults. Yeah, we need to. I I feel
2: ashamed because now, instead of just us knowing which people are idiots in the U.S., now everybody all over the world knows that all of D.C. is full of nothing but blooming fucking idiots.
0: That's true. I
2: feel ashamed for the average citizen. Now, we all are tied into this boat because, theoretically, we've all voted these assholes in or lobbied these assholes in. What do we have to show for? A lot of egg on our faces.
0: Well, yeah, that's true because, you know, I say this whenever I'm talking to new people who come aboard new EMTs and paramedics whenever they come on my ambulance or whatever and I'm training them, I tell them, look, when you fuck up, I have to wear your stink. Uh And that's the same way it is in America. When our politicians fuck up or sound stupid, we all wear that stink because that's the the people around the world. Everybody looks to America. I was surprised the other day. I was looking at some um, population statistics, and it kind of surprised me a little bit. But the United States is the third largest in the world by population, and yet China and India both have over a billion people. And then the next biggest by population is the United States, we have three hundred fifty million plus. I didn't realize that, but I also I did know that we are the most influential country in the world, no matter what anybody says. People watch us all the time, people from, I'm, I'm about to go to Australia and New Zealand, and while I'm over there, I am 100% sure that those people will be familiar with Donald Trump, and I have no freaking idea who their prime ministers are. Uh, uh, Couldn't tell you. Well,
2: well, you can go anywhere in the world, and you're going to find people and cultures and countries that absolutely positively hate the U.S. government, mm-hmm. but they love everything else about America.
0: That's true, that's true.
2: So how can you hate us 100% if you only just
0: hate our government? Yeah. Well, I'm not a big government fan myself. I personally oh, think no, they no. overreach all over the place. Uh, one other thing, let me say this about Elizabeth Warren, and we'll go over to CNN and see what they have to say about this. Uh, he, She also, again, re- called for the impeachment of the president, knowing full well that she's a senator and not a... Uh, member of the house of representatives and she has no dog in that fight and nancy pelosi has said she's not going to call for impeachment so uh, elizabeth warren's kind of an idiot but let's see they've got an analysis here the key testimony nine key takeaways from william barr's testimony on the Mueller report all right let's go over a couple of these and, and of course cnn to their credit sometimes they will uh, give president trump some credit i will say that not often but sometimes they do but most of the time, they put out these, like these right here is an analysis, which is basically somebody's opinion, and it is analysis by Chris Silliza, Silliza, C-I-L-L-I-Z-Z-A Silliza, Chris Silliza. Uh, he's a CNN editor at large, and these are some of his thoughts. Uh, Lindsey Graham shows his pro-Trump colors. No kidding. Lindsey Graham's always been a pro-Trumper. Sin's also... Uh, captain obvious sometimes i know whenever <laughs> I, you know whenever the Mueller report come out one of their big they had a big article it's an entire uh, like maybe 600 words on how happy that the the white house was that the Mueller report showed that there was no collusion and i'm like at the end of the article i was just reading it and going well no shit sherlock why wouldn't they be happy about it again i would like to, i would like to point out about that As an American, we should be happy that our president did not collude with Russians. Whether you like him or not... You should be happy that he didn't collude with them. Barr tries to re-explain. Parenthetically, they've got R-E. Barr tries to re-explain what he was doing with the four-page letter. I think he said it. Uh, Barr blames the media for Mueller's reaction to his letter. Well, it was a feeding frenzy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's wrong. The difference between firing and removal for conflict. Barr tried to thread a very narrow needle in explaining why the president was telling then-White House counsel Don McGahn to get rid of Mueller was not obstruction of justice. Barr claimed that Trump never told McGahn to fire Mueller, but rather to remove him from his position due to alleged conflicts of interest. The difference, according to Barr, firing Mueller would eliminate the special counsel while removing Mueller for cause would ensure a new individual would be named to carry on the special counsel investigation, therefore no obstruction. That's slicing the onion very, very thinly, according to this guy. Well, I kind of disagree with that because if... Trump felt like that Mueller was biased in some way, had some conflicts of interest. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for him to to remove that. But anyway, Barr has, quote, questions about the origins of the FBI counterintelligence probe. If you blinked, you might have missed the exchange between Senator Graham and Barr, do, Graham said, do you share my concerns about the counterintelligence probe and how it was started? Barr said, yes. Big deal. Barr's argument with Graham means that the Attorney General is now at odds with both the FBI and the Mueller report, which made clear that the counterintelligence probe began after the Australians approached the U.S. following the release on WikiLeaks of hacked emails from the Democratic National Convention to tell them that one time Trump aide named George Papadopoulos had told an Australian diplomat that the Russians had dirt on Hillary Clinton. Uh, I listened to an interview with George Papadopoulos about a week ago, and uh, if you're interested in this at all, it's worth looking up and listening to what he has to say about that after the fact. His question was, how did an Australian diplomat have anything to do with the United States and the whole Russian collusion thing? Which is a good question, you know. Uh, And then it says parenthetically, and I just have to tell you that they say it really small down here, Barr's statement on Wednesday puts him, or at least potentially puts him, much more in line with Trump, who has repeatedly claimed that the counterintelligence investigation was based on an opposition research document put together by former British spy Christopher Steele, which we've already talked about on this episode. And then parenthetically, in one line of it, he says, Steele's work was paid for at times by the DNC and the Clinton campaign. No kidding.
2: Bought and paid for.
0: Bought and paid for by the DNC and the Clinton campaign, which goes back to the Clinton Foundation and all that other stuff, which, to me, that's not done with yet. And it goes back to what Billy was saying, which is that all these fuckers are dirty.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's 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 right now it's a mudslinging contest, and some of these fools think they're going to get out of it without without any dirt on it. They got nothing coming.
0: That's true. That's and I true. hope everybody's
2: held accountable for, from the president on down. Mm-hmm. And you know, being former military, former law enforcement, and what I think is a patriot, I felt like I was I was you know brought up around a lot of real American uh, heroes, just like you, your dad, you know. With a, those people were the salt of the earth.
0: That's true.
2: In my opinion. And, and, and some of these people are, are flipping over in their graves to think of how hard they worked in the 30s or in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, especially during the Cold War's height, to get America and build America to be what it is, to just turn it over to a bunch of asshats that are in there now. The fucking Demo- the Democratic Party is not the same party that it used to
0: be. No. The
2: same with the Republican Party. They Amen. both switch. Polar dynamics. Yes. And
0: if and they want to
2: stay confined to their line, you tell me. I've been on this earth forty-seven years. There is no black and white. And good God, man! I know you've seen it in your in your your career there's no black and white it's no. all just the same gray it's
0: images of gray it's, it's different what, shape. It's that's right and it's it's like I like to say struggle ain't got no color man people who mm-hmm. struggle and the media pits black and white people against one another and now they've thrown Mexican into the mix or Hispanic whatever you want to say and LGBTQ and all that other stuff it's and just why a, are they doing it? because divide because, and conquer <laughs>
2: well it, well no honestly in my opinion greed if i take and only put a part of this byline in my headline to get you to click on this page right. that has 10 advertisers on it and my news company's going to get revenue from it yeah.
0: i'll
2: I'll do, I'll do that
0: yeah because
2: i'm a fucking greedy bastard
0: yeah news you used know? to be news and now it's entertainment and it's dollars you're right ad revenue yep. and all that stuff Journalists,
2: you know, the, the Fourth Estate, that used to be untouchable. You know, you would think that, well, what was I saying? Once the Fourth Estate falls, the rest of society will fall with it. Well. so the Fourth Estate's already fallen, and I blame social media and capitalism for it because a lot of these more legitimate uh, journalists have realized that if they lean one way or another, they'll get more attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fox News is, is, is Fox News, the Trump News Network, is the it, prime example of that. I mean, they they sit around specifically targeting an audience, and they make millions and millions of dollars every month. I They're saw, I laughing. saw the, I, I, all the way to the bank Hell yeah, bank, they yeah. are. I saw an article on Fox. It was on Fox News, and they were bragging about how much how what their ratings were. They even beat uh, WWE. Uh, raw which was they beat everybody and they were they were number one on cable that week number one what the hell really how is the news number one it used to be that newspapers sold more whenever there was some hot topic out there and news Uh, guys would hold back things that were less important but maybe a little bit entertaining for whenever the news cycle got dry and they would Uh put it out there but now it's just that ad nauseum 24 hours a day seven days a week and they have to fill it with a bunch of things and if you don't have somebody to sit around and amen to well you're probably not going to be watching okay
2: a literal beating up Beat
0: the horse. Yeah, <laughs> so they beat the horse. They beat the corpse. They beat the bones to
2: dust. Yeah, sent it over a yeah. pile of fucking bone flour in the middle of the road, going,
0: "Believe me yet? Believe me yet?" Yep, and it's it's bullshit. And we listen to it because we're dumb Americans. All and right, let's gonna, go. It's let me our go. Fault. We it, did it. It is. We it is. Them, we put them there. As much as you talk about our dads uh, being, you know, a lot of them spinning over in their graves and that sort of thing in that generation. Our generation's want it, drop the ball, because we've elected these fools. Yep. So there you go. All right, let's go through this real quick. Barr said he won't apologize for saying spying. Barr said that he believed spying had occurred on the Trump campaign in 2016. Controversy as the national security officials insisted that the AG referring to the, they say, legal use of a FISA warrant to surveil Carter Page was deeply irresponsible. I believe that FISA warrant was illegal, and they, uh, when they say surveil, they mean they, they bugged Trump Tower. They, they bugged the presidential candidate, which is crazy. Um, but anyway, Barr refused to back down from the use of the word, insisting that, quote, spying is a good English word that, in fact, doesn't have synonyms because it is the broadest word incorporating really all forms of covert intelligence collection. So, that's what they were doing. He was challenged by Senator uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat from Rhode Island, as to whether the term spying is used commonly at the Department of Justice. And he said, it's commonly used by me. So, there you go. Trying to follow follow Barr's logic on on the Mueller letter, the facts are, more than a week after Barr received Mueller's letter expressing concern about how the AG summary letter had characterized the obstruction evidence and talked to Mueller on the phone about it, that's what I was talking about earlier. He appeared before Congress, and he had this exchange with Florida Democrat Republican Charlie Crist. Crist, reports have emerged recently, General, that members of the special counsel's team are frustrated at some level with the limited information included in your March 24 letter that it does not adequately or accurately portray the report's findings. Do you know what they're referring to with this? Barr said, no, I don't. Ask and answered. That's how lawyers would say it. Uh, Bar made clear that he did not exonerate Trump. We already listened to that clip. Uh, He said he didn't. He said that there was not enough evidence to prosecute. So there you go. It's a difference there. Barr equivocates on White House influences. Is the last thing that he talks about here. Senator, California Senator Kamala Harris. Now let me just say about Kamala Harris on a little aside right here for just a second. To me, Kamala Harris acts like a little schoolgirl. She acts like somebody who is looking for attention, like she's in eighth grade or some bullshit like that. And she pisses me off to no end. And God help us if she gets elected president. That said, she asked Barr a simple question. Did anyone in the White House ask or suggest that he open an investigation into a person or people? Barr was taken aback asking Harris to repeat the question. He then said he wasn't entirely sure what she meant by the word suggest. All of that potentially suggests that someone in the White House has either asked or suggested that Barr and the DOJ look into a matter, which is interesting to say the least. Well, I'm sure that they probably asked him to look into uh, Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. That's my thought.
2: You know, I remember back in the late 80s, early 90s,
0: When people went to look back in the Clinton Foundation stuff, they ended up pushing up daisies. A lot of suspicious deaths around that. All right. That is news versus news. This extended segment has uh, been filled in with our guest today, the Bill. I appreciate you being here, Billy. Uh, We're going to get you to stand by and pontificate on our next uh, segment here. So stand by for Weird Tennessee. Dateline, Nashville, Tennessee. A Tennessee man was arrested for crashing his scooter into a, quote, Nazi car. Who knew that cars could be Nazis? Unless they're Volkswagens. Nashville, Tennessee. A Nashville man was arrested after being accused of purposely crashing his bird scooter into a Mercedes-Benz on Sunday, CBS affiliate WTVF reported. What's a bird scooter? Do you know what that is, Billy? It's it's the it's like
2: a neighborhood scooter or a ride share scooter. Uh, you want to get from location to location? You get on the app, pay for it. It unlocks the little scooter, and then you can scoot your way to your next appointment or next emergency room visit. Because it seems like a whole lot of people think they can ride these scooters.
0: Yeah, it ain't a bicycle, man. <laughs> well. Investigators responded to Second Avenue North, where they found 38-year-old Thomas Van Lu. I believe I'm saying that right. Thomas Van Lu. He looks like an Asian dude. Perhaps uh, I don't want to guess what kind of Asian because I don't want to offend anybody because they get kind of pissy about that. Well,
2: honestly, you can say Asian, and that counts a whole portion of people that you don't. You can't offend. Right. <laughs> Indian, japanese uh koreans because they're all asian
0: yeah that's true that's why i'm saying i don't want to get what kind of specific asian it's really like let's 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 like being southern you don't want to be what kind of specific southern southern is is one thing but you know east tennessee is another and and georgia drawl is a different one and texas is different louisiana is different and all that stuff so you know okay he's asian he's an asian dude we'll just go with that he's asian Thomas van Lu witnesses say they saw Lou I like saying that Lou they saw Lou crash his scooter into the vehicle. Lou was arrested and put in the back of the patrol car where police said he admitted to hitting the bins because it's a Nazi car quote and people should buy American well hell yeah he's an American Asian I like it. Lou was arrested for vandalism public intoxication it's funny how a lot of these stories end with public intoxication arrests and disorderly conduct so there you go that is your weird tennessee news for today and don't forget to look my buddy up on weird tennessee on facebook uh his name's mike wood but his page is weird tennessee and also want to give some shout outs and we'll get them up next i just want to say this about scooters uh billy was just telling me that now they're, they're shitting on scooters? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, they're, they're either just taking a giant shit right on the scooter, or they're, like, taking the scooter and throwing it in the trash bin, or just throwing it in the river there.
0: <laughs> people are wonderful. Let me just say this right now. The government, if this is any kind of a government-sponsored deal, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Just stop spending my tax money on stupid shit, because people are stupid they can right.
2: sex robots. That's what they need to do. Huh. Self-masturbation machines, like Japan.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that the other day. It was a. Uh, uh, what was the one that I did see? And it was. Uh, it was. The,
2: it was the. It was the the, the uh, hospital that developed them because they they didn't it was so it, they didn't wanted to take the embarrassment away. Yeah. From
0: the, st-
2: the client.
0: Yeah. How is how is there a look? There's less to me. There's less of a stigma. Me throttling my own snake than there is me going up and sticking my penis into a, some kind of a milking machine and feel like a damn well, cow getting their udders. I don't know. That's weird. Well, you know,
2: sometimes you just got enough strokes left in you, and you just kind of wish you wish you had a little man, a little automatic help.
0: Well, that is true. That is true. But but you, I do.
2: I, I'm like you. I like. I like to refer to punching the clown the good old fashioned way.
0: Yeah, makes okay. me one
2: with the universe.
0: right right okay all right folks it's time for the shout outs stand by all right it is the shout outs it's time for the podcast shout outs smugcast they do movie reviews news and general nonsense don't forget to listen to shift Ender podcast that's all things ems they get ready to grumble over there with my buddy drew mcsalty and his buddy morton salt They're a couple salty fuckers. Let me just tell you right now. Also, listen to the podcast Derek's Heretics with Derek Cook. If you like ghost stories, conspiracies, mysteries, and all that sort of thing, well, then you'll like Derek's Heretics. And also, don't forget their companion page on YouTube, which is the Greasy Rock Paranormal Society. Yes, you heard me correct, folks. Greasy Rock Paranormal Society. Also on Facebook, Weird Tennessee, Hybrid Fitness. Uh, That's my buddy Danny Ramsey. He's just opened up a new center in Tazewell, Tennessee. If you want to go with some heavy shit, give Danny a call. Look him up on Facebook. Also, like I mentioned before, my buddy Mike Wood, he does the uh, Hillbilly. uh, He does the Marketplace Morons, and he also does Weird Tennessee. Also, for a giggle, you can check out Hillbilly Memes. Uh, YouTube guys, also Jason Albert TV, he's a really funny guy, does some good skits and occasionally does some funny rap stuff. Don't forget that the Unknown Redneck has his own uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Just Google uh, the Unknown Redneck and you'll get your head sack on. That's what I'm saying.
3: Hey, friends, Unknown Redneck here on Kevin's Podcast Show. Honey, I've got us a big update coming right now. I'm just telling you right now, Starla Jean is getting married, honey, next Saturday to that there Frenchie feller. That there Jean Luke, John Luke, Jean, you know, Frenchie feller from up in Canada. He's a little Frenchie feller, but he's all right now, honey. And they're going to get married, and then we're going to go down there to Cabover San Lucas down there in Mexico, honey. And I've been studying up on my Spanish, and I can say, hasta la vista. That means see you later. And uh Ola means hello and that's about all I know. But anyhow, we're going down there, we're gonna get her married off, and I reckon I ain't losing a daughter, but I'm gaining a son. And I got one son, and that's old Kurt Angle. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, he's got his hair all growed out. He's got what he calls a man bun on top of his head. Anyhow, it looks like a rat tail to me, but he's done went and dyed it green, honey. He has dyed it green, and it's the same color as his little girlfriend's hair. That little Joanne, I tried right. her hair's green too, honey. And I reckon Starla Jean said he'd be alright for him being the wedding, so they're gonna be there. And we went and got Kurt Angle a tuxedo and... He's all fitted for that, and I got mine, and honey, we're gonna be ready. Uh, Me and Cheryl is just as tickled as we can be. Well, anyhow, it's a little quick update, and I just want to let you all know that she's gonna dance to that there, I can't help but fall in love with you from the Kang, Elvis Presley, and I'm excited about that, and honey, we I just don't know, we're just all over ourselves with excitement about this whole thing now, it's coming down, but i just be honest with you, I'm more excited about going down there to Mexico than I am about this wedding, don't you tell nobody about that, but we're gonna go down there, we're gonna fish, and we're gonna go down on some four-wheelers out there in the desert, and we're gonna go scuba diving, and go under the water, and all that kind of thing, and all such is that, and honey, we're just as tickled as we can be. Well, anyhow, y'all just send out some good wishes and some prayers going up for Starla Jean and her man there, Jean-Luc, Jean, that Frenchie feller, you know. Anyhow, they're gonna have a bunch of his family down here this weekend, and I reckon that's gonna be a big deal, and we've got all things lined out, got the church lined out, and got that place lined out for them to have their, their, uh... Uh, eating cake and all such as that and her dancing and all such as that and going on but anyhow, I just want to say I'm proud of her I'm proud of Kurt Angle too, but I'm I'm sure proud of Starla Jean now, she's made something good of herself, she's a manager down there at the Hardee's, she knows how to make them biscuits, and she knows how to manage them people, I reckon, well anyhow honey, we just appreciate you, appreciate Kevin's podcast show, appreciate everybody listening and keeping up with us, and anyhow, that's my little thought for today and I'm the unknown redneck you know where I am I want to thank Billy, the Bill, for being here today. Some
0: interesting insight. I think it went well. I think it went really thanks well. Thanks for having me on. I
2: like. Yeah. I liked, I talking.
0: Yeah, I know. I know you do. So that's why I catch on here, brother. Okay. I want to say thank you to all the dozens and dozens of the KPS faithful out there, the KP Showboats, if you will. Don't forget that our uh, podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcast. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. It's also available on a new uh, app called PodCoin. There'll be more about that on my next episode. You can get it just about anywhere that fine podcasts are available. Uh, don't forget that I do my podcast through Anchor Podcast. If you're getting into it, you've never done a podcast before, you want to do a podcast... Hey, you've already heard the commercial. You know what I'm talking about. The Unknown Redneck told you. I'm telling you now, Anchor Podcast is the simplest way to start your own podcast. Uh, We've also got, uh, don't forget we've got, uh, we're on YouTube at at Podcast Kevin. We're also on Facebook, Kevin's Podcast Show. Just Google that or put that in Facebook search bar. You'll come up with my page. Like and share that one. Don't forget to do that. And uh, I put out a couple of Twitters. Uh, probably, I don't know. I probably do it two or three times a week. I don't know. I engage quite a bit. Um, you can also send me an email, Kevin's Podcast Show at uh, gmail.com. You can send an email to the Unknown Redneck at Then on redneck uh, uh, at gmail.com. All those places are available, and I certainly do appreciate you. Bill, you got anything coming up you want to talk about real quick? No,
2: nothing of interest except I'm trying to get by this damn sinus
0: and allergies. Yeah, you sound like shit, but hey, he's been a trooper. (laughs) He's been a trooper, and I certainly do appreciate it. All right, folks, until next time, it is Deuces and Duck Lips. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. (laughs) Right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic,
2: Islamophobic, you name it.